Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on an extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be with you all the way till 3 o'clock when uh, the great Jeff Kaplan will come to safely guide you through traffic and uh, get you home with all the news and information that you need. Uh, So we've been following closely what's been going on back in in Washington. I had one of our texters uh, just texted and said, what does this resolution to condemn President Trump really mean in the end anyway? What does it really do? Is it anything more than rhetoric? And the reality is, is this doesn't really do anything more than rhetoric. This is not a censure of the president, which would be a little different. Uh, Still not a lot of teeth in that either. But this is this is really a political exercise much more than it is uh, anything in terms of balance of power and and uh, a real condemnation of of the president. So it's uh, it's going to take a lot more than that, I think, to, to actually get something that matters. Uh, but it it takes me to uh, a thought that I was zeroed in on uh, early this morning, and that is it's it's easy for us to to focus on the the negative. It's easy to focus on our weaknesses. We're always told that. We're always told, you know, fix your weaknesses, overcome your weaknesses. Your weaknesses are going to take you down. And while that is true, whether it's in your professional life, whether it's in your personal relationships, uh, whether it's in your business, all of those are areas where, yes, weaknesses can cause problems. And I'm one of those people who believe that most people fail not because they don't have the right strengths but because they let the weaknesses become the dominant force in their behavior. We, we see that a lot. At the same time, I've also seen countless people in Washington, in my consulting career with businesses around the, the world, when they become so worried about making a mistake that they forget their strengths. They forget the things that made them great to begin with. I think we're guilty of that as a country. It's easy as a country to sit around and say, well, this isn't right, and that's not right, and that's not right, and that's not right, so therefore America is bad. Uh, Not true. The same thing is true in our communities. It's easy to point out all of the potholes and all the problems instead of looking at all the things we have going right. Uh, I'm certain we could go around Salt Lake City today and we could point out every pothole in the city. And we could complain about it, we could moan about it, And we would miss the fact that Salt Lake City is one of the most upwardly mobile places in the world, where someone born into poverty has a better chance of making it into the middle class than anywhere else. Why is that? Well, it's not because we're obsessed with our weaknesses. It's because we have a lot of really good things going on. We have strong institutions of civil society. We have businesses that give back to the community. Uh, We have a host of things that are, are going right, and we need to remember that. And so as I was thinking through that this morning, I was reminded of a of a story that I, I first hear, heard from Von Keech, who passed away a couple of years ago, an extraordinary man, great mind, great thinker. And he shared the story 
that I've never been able to find anywhere. He called it the story of Zartos, uh, and some people have suggested it was one of the unpublished of uh, Aesop's fable uh, fables, but I, I have not been able to confirm that. Uh, but it had to do with uh, an archer. And so Zartos was the name of this grand archer in Russia. Well-known, famous, the best there ever was when it came to, to archery. And so the story is told that uh, in this beautiful valley, valley in the heart of Russia, two armies came to battle to gain control of this coveted valley, this region of the country. But the king from the northern country and the king from the southern country really didn't want to fight each other. So they were looking for a way out. And so as the two armies met in this grand valley, the the two kings came together, recognizing both their armies were really weary, neither one wanting to, to ultimately fight. And so they decided they would do something a little different. They decided that each army would choose their best archer, and they would have an archery contest. And whoever was the best, that, that uh, kingdom would get uh, control of this coveted valley. And so the, the kings decided that's how it was going to be. We're going to shoot pheasants that will be flushed out at 40 paces away. The archers would alternate the shots until one missed, and that would be the end. The winning archer would claim the valley as theirs. The other army would depart in peace. So that was the grand agreement. And the, the king of the northern army, who had the greatest archer in all of Russia, Zartos, uh, he thought, this is a great deal. <laughs> I've got the best archer in the history of our country on my side, Zartos. We are surely going to win. So the king of the north rode back to his army, told about the agreement. Everyone cheers. And then, of course, the king said, we're going to choose Zartos to represent us. So Zartos came forward. The king puts his hand on his shoulder and says, I, I know you'll honor our kingdom today. You're going to bring victory to the land but then he whispered to Zartos, I've, I've noticed lately that your, your feet have been slightly turned to the left in your stance as you shoot your arrows. So just be mindful of that. Keep them straight today. So Zartos bows before the king. He goes to get his uh, equipment. He goes to get his bow and his arrows. As he's running along, he encounters a best friend who wanted to know what was going on, what the fuss was about. Zartos explains he'd been chosen to represent the kingdom in this grand contest. The winner takes the valley. And his friend says, oh, Zartos, this is great. You're the best archer the kingdom has ever had. And you'll bring us honor today. And then his friend says, remember to not let your left arm bend as you sometimes do. Be sure that you, you keep that left arm locked today. And so Zartos continues on. He gets his bow. He's coming back. The captain of the archers meets him, uh, is so excited that Zartos has been chosen to represent them. Captain tells Zartos, you'll bring great honor to us. And then, of course, gives him a little counsel. He says, I've noticed that you've developed a little hitch in your pullback and release of your arrow. So just make sure today that it's it's nice and smooth as you release. So Zartos goes on to the uh, the field. He's met by the young archer from the southern kingdom uh, who's just awestruck in amazement that he is going against the great Zartos. And he says it's a, it's a great honor. He hopes he'll be, you know, honorable comp competition for Zartos. And then the young archer plants a little bit of his own little doubt in there, and, and he says, you know, we're going to be shooting towards the, the setting sun. 
it's it's twilight. I know your eyes are getting a little old as uh, as as you've aged, so you may want to squint just slightly before you release to make sure you're seeing the target as you should. So with all of that in mind, they step up, and the young archer goes first. The pheasant is flushed. The young archer releases his arrow, hits the uh, hits the pheasant, and it falls to the ground. Southern army cheers. Then it's Zartos' turn. Zartos steps to the mark. He gives the signal. The pheasant is flushed, and he starts to think. <laughs> As he pulls back, he start he adjusts his feet that the king had said he needed to shift uh, and straighten out a little bit. He he locked in his left arm as his friend had reminded him of his weakness and his tendency to do that. He focused on making his pullback just a little more smooth than normal. And then just as he's getting ready to release, he remembers the words of the young archer and he squints his eyes just a little bit towards the sun. And then he releases the arrow and he completely misses the pheasant. So here you had Zartos greatest archer in the history of the kingdom and he missed and he missed badly because in the crucial moment he obsessed with the things he might be doing wrong and not as perfectly as he could instead of focusing on all the things he had done right so many times year after year after year so instead of being confident and focusing on all that brought him success he, he focused on his doubts and on uncertainty and fear and not measuring up and other people's opinion of what he should be doing or how he should be doing it. Uh, I think that's a good reminder. It's a, it's a great story. And to me, it, it applies to so many different things in our lives, whether it's our careers, our relationships, our country, that instead of having doubts about our confidence and confidence in our doubts, uh, we should have confidence in our confidence. And we should probably doubt a few of our doubts because that's what really makes us extraordinary. So we we can't get too caught up in our weaknesses and shortcomings. And while we will always be challenged to improve, we can't let our pursuit of perfection inflict us with doubt, with discouragement, with despair, and prevent us from doing the things we know we can do. And again, that applies to our country, that applies to businesses, that applies to our our personal lives. Uh, Go with your strengths, minimize your weaknesses, maximize your strengths, and things are going to be okay in the end. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about mental health for your young people playing sports and then what's happening in the summer vacation. We'll be right back on KSL News Radio. 